Hello, this is Pastor John, just reading the word. Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you for the guidance, the instructions, and the corrections that we find that can be applied to our own life. We can use the word to build ourselves up, and we can use the word to shed the things that so easily turn us away from our Savior. So I want to thank you for that, Lord, that the word is alive and will be applied to our lives for our good and for the good of those around us with whom we share the good news. I thank you for this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, family, we're in Matthew chapter 8, and I want to give you a brief history lesson. Um, the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, take place during the Old Testament. The New Testament doesn't begin until Christ establishes that testament through his death, burial, and resurrection and the promise of his return. So Jesus, uh, at this point, is living this. Uh, the Gospels take place in the Old Testament. Now, interesting kind of a thing that we used to say or they say in the military that when, when you're asked to jump up, in the military, they would say, on your way up, ask how high. Um, it's a, it makes the point of obedience that on your way up, you're asking how high when you can do nothing about how high you go. You can't increase the heights. Well, in Jesus' days, to touch a leper, a person with the disease of leprosy, a skin disease, makes you unholy. So for Jesus to touch a leper would make him unholy. But Jesus in the Gospels is turning the tide of creation. He is changing from the Old Testament into the New Testament. And he's moving this throughout his words. And as we listen to him, you'll see the point. Hebrews, excuse me, Matthew chapter 8, verse 1. Large crowds followed Jesus as he came down the mountainside. Suddenly, a man with leprosy approached him and knelt before him. Lord, the man said, if you are willing, you can heal me and make me clean. Great words of faith. It's not, if you are willing, would you please heal me? No, he goes, if you want to, Lord, you can heal me and you can make me clean. And Jesus reached out and touched him. I am willing, he said, be healed. And instantly the leprosy disappeared. Then Jesus said to him, don't tell anyone about this. Instead, go to the priest and let him examine you. Take along the offering required in the law of Moses for those who have been healed of leprosy. This will be a public testimony that you have been cleansed. Now, if you want to understand something, go to Leviticus chapter 14 and read uh, from cha uh, chapter 14, 1 through 32. That is the requirement of the law to that those who have been healed, this is a requirement they must go through. 
It's a very long read. It's a very interesting read. Verse 5. When Jesus returned to Capernaum, a Roman officer came and pleaded with him, Lord, my young servant lies in bed, paralyzed and in terrible pain. And Jesus said, I will come and heal him. But the officer said, Lord, I am not worthy to have you come into my home. Just say the word from where you are and my servant will be healed. I know this because I am under authority and my superior officers, and I have authority over my soldiers. I only need to say go and they go, or come and they come. And if I say to my slave, do this, they do it. Well, when Jesus heard this, he was amazed and he turns to those who were following him and he said, I tell you the truth, I haven't seen faith like this in all of Israel. And I tell you this, very prophetic word from Jesus. And I tell you this, that many Gentiles will come from all over the world, from the east and the west, and sit down with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob at the feast of the kingdom of heaven. But many Israelites, those for whom the kingdom was prepared, will be thrown into outer darkness, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then Jesus said to the Roman officer, go back home because you believed it has happened. And the young servant was healed that same hour. Verse 14, when Jesus arrived at Peter's house, Peter's mother-in-law was sick in bed with a high fever. But when Jesus touched her hand, the fever left her. Then she got up and prepared a meal for him. That evening, many demon-possessed people were brought to Jesus. He cast out the evil spirits with a simple command, and he healed all the sick. This was fulfilled. This fulfilled the word of the Lord through the prophet Isaiah. In um, Isaiah 53, he took our sicknesses and he removed our diseases. Verse 18. When Jesus saw the crowd around him, he instructed his disciples to cross to the other side of the lake. Then one of the teachers of religious law said to him, Teacher, I will follow you wherever you go. But Jesus replied, Foxes have dens to live in, birds have nests, but the Son of Man has no place even to lay his head. Another of his disciples said, Lord, First, let me return home and bury my father. But Jesus told him, follow me now. Let the spiritually dead bury their own. Verse 23. Then Jesus got into the boat and started across the lake with his disciples. Suddenly, a fierce storm struck the lake with waves breaking into the boat, but Jesus was sleeping. The disciples went and woke up, shouting, Lord, save us, we're going to drown. And Jesus responded, Why are you afraid? You have so little faith. Then he got up, he rebuked the wind and the waves, and suddenly there was a great calm. Now, we have seen and the disciples have seen Jesus 
worked some of the most amazing miracles up to this point. And in chapter 8, verse 27, the disciples were amazed. Who is this man, they asked? Even the winds and the waves obey him. How are we when we see Jesus do amazing things, when we see our families and our lives be transformed as to Christ's followers with the blessed hope of eternal life? And yet we be amazed at who he is. Build up your most holy faith by praying in the Holy Spirit. You'll find that in Jude, I believe, chapter 1. When Jesus arrived on the other side of the lake, in the region of the Gadarenes, two men who were possessed by the demons met him. They lived in a cemetery and were so violent that no one would go into that area. Now I want to explain that Jesus had gone across the lake to the other side. He is no longer literally in Israel. He is in the Perea. And it's interesting, uh, this story, because of that. They began screaming, Why are you interfering with us, Son of God? Have you come here to torture us before God's appointed time? Now, these two men are screaming this, but these are the demons within the men screaming out. And these demons know, they say, Why are you interfering with us, Son of God? Even the demons knew who Jesus was. They say, Have you come here to torture us before God's appointed time? They know they're going to be tortured at some point in time, and they're asking, is this that time? Well, there happened to be a large herd of pigs feeding in the distance. So the demons begged, if you cast us out, send us into the herd of pigs. Pigs, really? Israelites, Jews, Jewish people do not eat pork. They don't eat pig. Yet on the other side of the, of the lake, here is a pig a herd of pigs and pig farmers. There's a lot of Gentiles in the area. Um, I'm not sure why, uh, how it is that they would have a pig farm. But nonetheless, they asked, cast us out, send us into the herd of pigs. Jesus said, all right, go. So the demons came out of the men and entered the pigs. And the whole herd plunged down the steep hillside into the lake and drown in the water. The herdsmen fled to the nearby town, telling everyone what had happened to the demon-possessed men. You would think at this point it would be, oh, praise God, let's, let's see who this man is. No. Chapter 8, verse 34. Then the entire town came out to meet Jesus, but they begged him to go away and leave them alone. I, I can see in the flesh their entire herd had been destroyed. Their livelihood was gone. And they came out and demanded that Jesus leave them alone. Be aware when God makes changes in your life that there's some things you're not going to want to give up. You're not required to give them up. Your love and obedience to Christ will show that as you move away from the old habits of the sinful nature, that you will be built up stronger and find more value in the things that God has left you with. Father, thank you so much for your word. 
I ask you again, Lord, to impact our minds and our hearts, our souls with your word that we might understand and become obedient followers. And I ask this in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen.